Hey, it's Chris. I have to say, it's getting weird not recording every week, but I guess I'm here alone again saying hi and introducing this episode, which is episode 19. Um, this was our meta game episode, and actually, we just called it meta episode because even though a good portion of it we talked about meta gaming, we also went meta on the podcast, which I think made it one of my favorite episodes because of that behind the scenes meta look. Uh, what's interesting about this one is a lot of what we talk about has changed, and we'll, at the end of the episode, we'll talk more about that specifically. Uh, let's see, other updates. I got to see the new baby the other day. Just over six pounds. She's so small. So yeah, Kitty and baby are doing great. Um, brother's doing great. So everyone is awesome on that end. And if you want to hear more from Kitty and me, uh, we are now on the Dice Tower Now podcast. So it used to be the Dice Tower News podcast. So if you were subscribed to that when we were doing it, just resubscribe and you'll get that. If you weren't subscribed to it, check it out. Uh, it's more of a kind of a variety of different contributors now. So it's interesting. It's news. It's Kickstarters. It's behind the scenes of the industry stories. Um, really a good mix of a lot of different things. So that's Dice Tower Now. And again, you can search for Dice Tower Now. Dice Tower News will probably bring it up too. It's the same feed. Um, but anyway, let's get on to the show. And welcome to episode 19 of Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Josh. I'm Chris. And I'm Kitty. Today we'll be talking about meta gaming and cheating in this meta episode of the podcast. Sure, we'll talk about metal gaming and our favorite games, and we'll talk about crossing the line into cheating. But we're also going to talk about the podcast in a meta way. It's a meta episode, so let's go to our meta off-topic segment. I've always wanted, I want to do the meta. Um, yeah, so what I was thinking is I wanted to do like a behind-the-scenes episode, but that had been very meta. So we could have called it a side chat. But we've also wanted to talk about cheating for a while. And I'm like, you know, metagaming, that's a thing. So we could combine all these things into one show. And you guys are staring at me like, this we is a terrible idea. We have no idea what this idea. means. This <laughs> I love, I love meta things in life in general. So I'm going to love this episode. It just yeah. reminds me of that episode of Community. I don't know what I've, you're talking yeah, about. I have no idea. Oh, my God. I've heard of Community, <laughs> but I haven't seen the episode you're talking about. Um... Yeah, you. <laughs> she doesn't even know how to go there. She's like, I don't know how to explain this to these. So morons. okay, so um, to be fair, I have this problem. I inherited, I inherited it from my mother, where if you ask me to describe something, I'm going to go completely off the rails in depth. Describe the entire right. episode of the show. Describe the entire plot of the movie. <laughs> tell you all the good parts, all of my favorite parts. So I'm just trying to... So we're just going to assume Community did a meta episode. And we'll leave it at that. Also um, watch the D&D episodes. They're great. The D&D episodes are so funny. Um, now I was trying to think of the character's name. The best character. And he's making a documentary. And his documentary becomes like so meta. And that's all he <laughs> says the whole episode. But I cannot think. Danny Purdy is the actor who plays him, but I can't think of the character's name, and it's going to drive me crazy now. So I'm going to go Google this while you keep talking. All right. Well, the whole point of the meta episode is we have a lot of new listeners. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, if you like what you hear, please spread the word. Um, but we wanted to kind of do a, a step back as to why we record the episodes the way we do, um, how this became. If you listen from episode one to episode 19, 
A, it's crazy that Abed. we're at episode 19. Abed. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had a brain fart there. Yeah, back to community. Um, <laughs> I can hear everyone in our, like, eight listeners being like, Abed! It's Abed, kitty! But yes. I figured it out. All right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, yes, 19 episodes. It's amazing. Um, so, this has been five months now, right? Wow. That's really? crazy. Is it really? Yeah. Like, if we wow. divide 19 by four, we get about five... Yeah. yeah, so about four and a half, maybe five months. I um, guess it was September. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while. And I don't think we've ever mentioned our last names on the show. Right. Like, I was just thinking about that today. I, I patron a few different podcasts, and I was listening to a podcast <laughs> yesterday, um, and Which they were saying my name. Um, I was listening to Pandas Talking Games. Um, nice. They do a role-playing podcast, so okay. they talk about mm-hmm. role-playing games. I also, Gaming and BS, also role-playing games, and I patron both of them. And my last name is Steel, so they'll say Chris Steel whenever they're announcing my name. Oh, that's cool. And in this particular one, I've patroned them, and they're like... One of the hosts, she's like, um, oh, and thanks to Chris Steele. And Phil is like, no, 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 no. I think it's Chris Steele. And then they went through <laughs> on the outtakes and said it like 15 different ways. I'm like, you know something? Nobody actually knows our last names. Right. So if you went to, if you followed us on Twitter or Facebook or something, you I was going to say Facebook probably gives us away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, we just don't necessarily use our last names. We're not trying to become super famous. Yeah. yeah it's because I don't want a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> like that's too, yeah, you already have. I'm really concerned about yeah, it. So I'm really worried. stalkable, <laughs> I guess. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Josh Phillips. Yeah. Double which, L. Yeah. I, get it right. I double L. Not I, like the TV or electronics company. Okay. Yeah, I don't use your <laughs> last special name. Special snowflake. Ever flux snowflake. Yeah, snowflux snowflake. <laughs> Either way, I like it. So two L's. All right. Yeah. Um. And and Kitty Langley. Mm-hmm. Although I met her like as, Virginia. Like Virginia. Um. Although I met her with a different L name, so I get them confused sometimes in my head. So I'm if like, you ever hear Kitty LeBaron, yeah. that is my maiden name. Yep. Um. So yeah, and we have day jobs as well. And I took my maiden name as my middle name, so now my initials are one letter off from kill. Wow. Yeah. Purpose. I really wanted to throw an Irene in there. Just, just do to, it. I could have. You, you still can. LeBaron you still can. You can yes. do a name change. Kill. Duh. Um, also, it didn't feel quite right. <laughs> I'm a little bit too meek to be a killer. Yep. Um, yeah, but we have day jobs. I'm a... I don't know what I am. A technical director is my title, but I mm. basically figure out how to write codes for mobile application and tell other people how to do that. Um, I used to write a lot of code. Um, Kitty, you... We've talked before on the podcast, actually, about my job, because I work with kids, and I talked about kids and games before. So I uh, teach preschool programs for the Chicago Park District. And I'm a web developer, which uh, is pretty new career change for me. I'm enjoying it so far. You used so, to teach uh, English in Thailand? I did. I did. I used to teach English abroad in Thailand, Slovakia, and a bit in London as well. Um, good times, good fun. Um, but now on to... And some theater in, theater in high school, college? Yeah, I did. I, I love that. I mean, I'm starting an improv uh, workshop group uh, in in january which would be good fun just you should once let me a know. Week. i want to do that yeah we yeah. come and join it's uh, i'm not like it's not my own right sort of class I'm, I'm joining a paid class or whatever but um it'll be great fun i love i love improv and if, if you're into it yeah you yeah. need to go no i i i always think that i'm good at improv but as soon as you put me in the spotlight i'm sure i'll be like uh uh 
No, you would be great. Pizza box. Because you're winging this show every week. So, and that's all that improv is. It's making things up as you go along. And that's how I hear you D&D as well. Yep. Uh, yep. Be the dungeon master. So you would actually be brilliant yep. at this. Well, and that gives us into the next segue. Um, I don't edit the show. That I, I have edited it, but only three times in 19 episodes. The very first time was episode nine when there was a sound mishap. And mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of people listening back then. So I think there was like a dozen people affected by it. Um, what was the sound mishap? Was it anything juicy? That was where we couldn't hear Chris. Yeah. Oh. You could just hear you and me talking. And Chris yeah. sounded like he was like all the way back in a little tunnel. Because <laughs> you could only hear me through was, your microphones. That oh, was pretty funny. Right. Yeah. So what happened there was the our mics had gone stereo. And when I mixed it down to mono, it cut out my mic. Oh. So I had to open up an audacity and try to figure out what was going on there. So that was the first time I ever edited. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was after it was actually released on iTunes. From that point on, I now listen to at least parts of the show <laughs> before I post it. To make sure that we can hear everybody. Yeah. The intro, the outro, and I listen to a couple samples in the middle. Um, I've also edited for um, content twice. Uh, right. When we announced our holiday contest, we had absolutely no idea when we were going to put the uh, deadline and it turned, I chose poorly. Yeah. <laughs> it went from <laughs> Kitty's like, next Tuesday. I'm like, um, maybe we should have Three a few weeks more. From now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I cut that out and that episode had run long because we had Spencer with us. And so I was like, okay, well, I, I started cutting that out. I'm like, maybe I can cut out some of these silences and shorten it. It took me two and a half hours to cut out about a minute. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, so this we is don't why do I don't that edit. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I, I we edited last week um, right. because we accidentally misnumbered the episode. So Chris didn't finish our show notes. Last yeah, week. we'll get to show notes in a second. But <laughs> Josh read episodes. Uh, I'm se- just a terrible episode seventeen. I'm just a ter- I'm not one of those terrible politicians who just reads it's, the teleprompter exactly. It's not your fault. I, uh, I don't yeah. ask you guys. No, but I I should have remembered it was eighteen. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, none so, of us did though until no, like yeah. forty five minutes later when we were like, actually, Wait I think it was me that remembered. So <laughs> yeah. I'll give myself it a was you. Yeah. Yeah, so we recorded just the music and intro where Josh was talking. And that's why if you listen to last week's, 18 is very emphasized. Um, Episode 18. But the point I'm trying to get at is we don't edit on purpose. Um, Well, there's two reasons. One, I want to stay interested in doing the podcast. And Mm -hmm. if we record for an hour and I have to edit for two to four hours after every one, I'm going to lose interest in it. Two. That seems more like a meticulous kitty yeah. Kind of thing. It's, it's if you a, want to pass that off to me ever. Yeah. Well, it's a rule of thumb, though. You're you're at least doubling the amount of time. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. usually triple to quadruple. Um, and it depends on what Makes you're sense. editing. Um, two, though, I don't want to give us the excuse to start over. Yeah. If we can always keep mm-hmm. retaking, we're going to retake. Yeah. You know, and I think it feels more organic when we make mistakes. It's more interesting yeah. and fun. Anyone who listened to our outro last week's <laughs> exactly. Last week's outro was the best <laughs> outro we've ever done. So you can just go and skip right yep. to that yep. outro. Uh-huh. Just yeah. enjoy it. If yeah. you the rest of the episode is okay. Yeah. But the those outro. last five minutes, really. <laughs> that whole episode was great. You guys had finished off a bottle of wine between you two, so... It I had really, a lot of color to it. Yeah. I feel bad because we talked to Jen and Sarah, and Jen and Sarah were the people who gave us the feedback of more Josh. We want to hear more British accent, <laughs> yeah. and we really just talked over yeah. you. Oh, no, it, honestly, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I was just jealous. I wasn't getting involved in the oh, alcohol no. train, but I was like, I am not going to sleep. And it was like Sunday night. I was like, I need to sleep yep. before work tomorrow. I know. Usually I'm the responsible one, but I've taken off a lot of days for the next few yeah. weeks mm, with nice. the holidays coming up. Yeah. yeah. 
Literally, the next time we record, and I know I'm not getting up the next day, I will be drinking. All right. I think next Promise. time we all don't have to get up the next day, we should do like a games you can play while you're wasted yeah. episode. We're, well, we're going to, yeah. yeah, we'll do an episode on drinking games, and we will definitely preface this with. This is an episode on drinking games. Right. Oh, that's actually one more. I did add a disclaimer to our Halloween episode because after listening to it, it got a little creepy. But I don't consider that... too creepy for me. Yeah. I don't consider that editing, though, just because I had um, a phonic, which is the website I use to do all the normalization. Um, I just had it put the clip that I recorded in front of it. So I didn't actually modify the initial the, the original audio sure. at all <laughs> nice. um, but takes us to notes um, every week I put together the intros and the segment um, switches and then the outro and we they're basically standard so I'll copy paste and then modify mm-hmm. and that's how we did an episode 17 twice in a row um, right. where you had to re-record the 18 because I copied pasted and I forgot to modify the episode number right um, and then I'll go through and modify it uh, most our off topic, we have much better notes in that segment mm. than we do on topic. On topic, I just have organic conversation in brackets <laughs> and we just kind of go. Sometimes I'll put some topic notes in there, things I want to cover, but mostly it's kind of that. I'm going to call you out on one of your topic notes later, <laughs> but I'm saving it, holding yes. on to it. And if Chris it's is right really lucky, we'll actually read the notes yep. before we even do the podcast, me and Kitty. Yeah, uh, it's usually while one of us is doing something, the yeah, other one. You'll yeah. get there eventually. Raise the notes. <laughs> um, so a few things. And again, just because we're meta, we're not going to take a long time. So I promise within the next nine to ten minutes, we'll be <laughs> into our our actual topics. But um, we chose an hour because it gives us enough time to talk about a subject, but not so long that... You know, you can't listen to it in a long commute or maybe mm-hmm. on your way to and from work or something. Um, I listen to some podcasts that are like two plus hours and I just can't keep up with them. Right. Um, but I like the hour length. Like my commute to work's about an hour. So I listen to a lot of hours. I like at we the have... beginning, we were going to do 45 minutes to an hour. And yeah. it's always like, now it's like an hour, hour 10 yeah. minutes. Well, <laughs> we've only had 115 once. Mm. Um, most of them are right around an hour. Last week, we had an hour eight-ish, I think. So I try to keep it under an hour. Um, well, plus we have the on-topic and off-topic, right. which is a nice, you know big chunk normally it's like half and half i would say Mm -hmm. yeah so you know if you're more interested in one or the other you can you know skip around around. if Mm -hmm. you wanted to so that's a nice little structure we've got going there honestly um so one of the reasons we're doing this episode is because we want to get some feedback from you guys on what you like what you don't like um if you want me to put in the show notes we went on topic at 2250 uh, you know, like the actual minute to skip to because mm-hmm. you really hate all the off topic talk. By all means, I, I can do that. Just if one person requests it, I'll put it in there. Right. Um, but the off topic, and we've mentioned this a little bit, is kind of an excuse for us to talk about a variety of different games. Mm-hmm. So those people who aren't interested in maybe the actual topic of the day, you can still kind of get a feel for new games or games we played. Um, and we are going to do those today as well we have um i'm really excited about today's game yeah reign of cthulhu the pandemic uh version we're going to talk about that um we do have some feedback from listeners and things like that so we're going to do that too but we're going way meta first Mm -hmm. um so yeah and if anyone has any comments on the length of it or things that you think we have a couple things um we have a few uh recommendations youtube channel uh some people would like us to watch us be you know 
either watch us record or record live or watch us play a game. All of those things are considerations. Um, we just have to find the right time to do it. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely do a video at some point. Yeah. We uh, have I'm to give Kitty a two-hour heads up so that I can put my hair down and do, and makeup, do my makeup yeah. put in my contacts <laughs> so I look more like the cartoon of me and less like I do right now, yeah. which is just a hot mess. Yeah. Well, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, if you look at our logo – those are likenesses of us. Josh is almost spot on. Uh, he yeah, might not disagree. agree. Josh is like a human cartoon character <laughs> yeah, like really in is. real life. Yeah. Um, like, sorry to bring up another TV show reference, but the episode of 30 Rock where they're mm-hmm. doing the HD filming and Kenneth walks in front of the camera and he looks like a Muppet in HD. Yeah. <laughs> you're like that, but you yeah, look like sweet. your cartoon yeah. character yeah. on our logo. Josh looks Sometimes. like our logo. He Sometimes. does. Uh-huh. Um, I look like a younger, skinnier of myself <laughs> on the logo. So right. I, I'm good. Um, Kitty's not bad. Um, I think your hair is a bit fuller in the, in the logo. Or maybe it's just always back when I see you. <laughs> I don't ever brush my hair. Yeah. I think is what really happens in real life. So, and who wants to brush their hair? But I'm we with sit, you on that one. We sit in that too formation. Much hair. Like, if you were to look in the window, which is to my right right now, you would see exactly the formation. Oh, yeah. Is it really like that? Or we are, are we sat in the right image? positions. No, I'm, if you're looking in for the mirror, yeah, yeah, I'm on the left. Josh there. is on the right. You're in the back. That's right. That's yeah. so weird because we didn't even think about I that. I did. You did? Yeah. Yeah. When you Chris saw the mic. I saw the logo. I I, I knew exactly oh. what the format was. I put her, yeah. That's no, why he put the pink mic here. Yep. Speaking of meta, Chris has a blue mic, Josh has an orange one, and I have a pink one. Yep. <laughs> and I actually had showed Tristan when I did the mock-up of the mm-hmm. different colors, but she just made them all black. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. Tristan Dunman, she did our logo. Um, for the first 15 episodes, she was also in our outro, but just to kind of shorten that outro a little bit, um, I removed her, but we still appreciate her. And we really we'll liked her yeah. work, and yeah. she did a great job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and there's some of the recommendations. BGG Guild. We do have a BGG Guild. Um, it's not very active, but we do have a podcast um, on there. That's BoardGunGeek.com. The podcast shows up there. Mm-hmm. I go in periodically and link to different games. Um, so we do have that. It's We have the Board Game Geek uh, podcast, the guild. We have a Google Plus forum, which nobody's using. We have Facebook's Facebook. where it's at for our thing. Because yeah. Kitty's doing a really good yeah. job so, of I'm a managing Facebook it. Yeah. Addict. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I think, on Facebook a lot. Yeah. So I think what we're doing is starting to split up roles a little bit. Kitty's managing the Facebook. Josh, I know you started a Reddit. I did. Um, so as you know, I don't know if we have like our own Reddit channel. You'll have to... no, not yet. We're not that big, All but right. I'm, I keep posting to the board game. Right, subreddit. So That's I'm going to still keep bugging Josh to get our own designated Reddit channel and see how that works. Um, That's not how it works. No, I that's don't, not what Reddit. Does. I don't know how Reddit works. <laughs> you, you can, <laughs> you can start one. You can start one, but it's just it's we're it's not big enough to, to warrant be one where yet. the people are. All right, exactly. Fair. She's right. Fair. Um, and I, I'm usually on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. which is ironic because I'd never used Twitter before I did the podcast, <laughs> yeah, but now I'm like kind of addicted to it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, you were blowing up my Twitter this week. Yeah. Well, that was the most tweets I've had in like years. <laughs> yeah. I took, well, we added the game, tabletop game talk, um, Twitter handle. So in order to pull people over, so they know to follow that now, mm-hmm. um, I took that handle and followed everyone I'm following and everyone who's following me. So we got a lot of like, follow backs right. and then i tweeted out to um the misdirected mark which is the pandas talking games and kitty and josh were kind of in that conversation so they kept getting pinged on that one too mm-hmm. so um and yeah so 
really what this all comes down to is we want to hear from you guys what you like. This is the last episode of the year, by the way. Hope you had a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, happy Hanukkah. Um, happy Kwanzaa. Happy whatever holidays you spend. And also looking forward to New Year's. New yeah. Year's Eve. Um, Meta. This is actually being recorded before Christmas um, because we're not going to be in one place in Christmas. So, but this is being aired after Christmas. So, hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, including ourselves. So, past <laughs> selves telling future selves to have, hope you had a good Christmas. Um, but yes, if you have any recommendations or anything you like or don't like, please just send us an email. Let us know. Yeah. Um, we love them emails. Yeah. We do. And the off topic segment came from a listener suggestion. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, so, and I like Kitty's. We do take it. Yeah. Last week, Kitty's like, the more you tell us what you like, the more the podcast will become something you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you like most of it anyway. Um, I, I want to see an email saying, you know, you guys should just talk about puppies for an hour. Oh, I would so do that. I can hear my puppy upstairs. I'm sorry if you guys can, too. He's not happy with being crated. Yeah, well, that's another thing, too. Every once in a while, we do have background noise. So we (laughs) live in Chicago. Um, My building faces a busy intersection. Your building? Our building. Thank you. Um, My living room wall. Um, So sometimes sirens go by. Sometimes there's dogs next door. Um, sometimes my furnace kicks on in the background. <laughs> All of these things I'm aware of. And every time I listen, I listen to every single one of our podcasts. And when I listen to it and I hear that, I'm like, oh, I, there's no way to really edit that out. But um, like I said, I probably wouldn't anyway. Um, we're going to look at different places to possibly record in the future to see if we can't get some, rid of some of the background noise. So Chris is building a sound booth in our basement is what I, I just I heard. am actually <laughs> seriously considering that. Oh, wow. Yep. This is the first time hearing them. It's exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, we're doing the gym downstairs. So once that's there, it's like, eh, you know, we're not that far away. You from just have to get move. Spencer to move all of our stuff into one of the two extra rooms. Yep. So, um, all right. Back to our regularly scheduled podcast. I know we're 20 minutes in and I promise <laughs> that the majority of our off topic is relatively short. Um, I do want to announce uh, we're going to be doing an episode on questions. And questions and feedbacks, comments, whatever the case is, that's going to happen January 8th. So two episodes from now, email us your questions. Um, we have a few questions already that I'm looking forward to answering. Uh, we'll probably answer some generic questions like what our favorite games are. Um, you know, when someone asks us on the street, what, you know, oh, you have a podcast. What is it? You know, kind of those kind of questions. But I want to hear from you guys like, what do you want to know? Um, it, it could be about us. It could be about games. It can be about anything. Um, we're happy to answer them. Um, finally, we do have a couple bits of feedback. I want to mention an iTunes review from Wolf Warped One. I know who that is. Thanks, Tony. I figured you would because <laughs> nice. he specifically mentions he likes the addition of Kitty. Um, and he's looking forward to game recommendations. Ah, uh, thanks. So I'm like, all right, who did Kitty pay for this one? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. This is an organic one, but yep. still, thanks, Tony. But thank you. Yes. Um, we also, Josh, do you are you looking? Uh, uh, do you want to read looking. the feedback? Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, We're talking about uh, Jordan. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> Uh, oh God! Um, Scaheti? Yeah, Scaheti. Yeah. yeah, it sounds uh, kind of Italian. Maybe yeah. I'm just taking a stab here. Sorry <laughs> if I've offended spaghetti. anyone. It's not. Um, so <laughs> Jordan Scaheti says, "I love your show, guys. Keep up the great work. Even if I'm not all that interested in a particular subject, I still listen because I enjoy the dialogue and the fun you guys sound like you're having." Um, all right. So this 
this is basically where his email stopped and which is fine um and then i put a comment on there and i had to stop josh before he read my comment in the notes because i didn't change the color yes we're going better today yeah it's not bad (laughs) so i was thinking like oh man i really wish that the topic was interesting for what could we do and then i started listening thinking and i'm like i listen to a lot of podcasts where i may not be interested in the topic yeah but i really like listening to the dynamic Mm -hmm. yeah so this is like a huge compliment that it's like i don't care about your meta podcast or cheating in games or anything but you guys are somewhat interesting and not appalling to listen to. Also, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. I like that we got that feedca- feedback before we set out the episode where I was like pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'd just be like, people only like the drunk me. I mean, it sounds like you're still <laughs> drunk with a feed cat going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was choking. Yes. Um, no get new games or Kickstarters this week because it's only been three days since we recorded our last episode. <laughs> and you still didn't buy a game in three and days. That's still surprising, Chris. I did not. A little bit. Yeah. So what's, what's interesting is a lot of weekly podcasts will record two episodes back to back. So they yeah. only record every other week. We record every week. Now mm. that day has to change because we record every week and when holidays get in the way and stuff like that. Um, but we do record every week. So it, and I want to do that because I want to build that community and get that feedback mm. so mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why sometimes we have to switch switch those times mm-hmm. um, another interesting thing and i think i've implied it is we're always in the same room uh, we have yet to do anything over a skype recording or anything like that oh god i'm not looking forward to the day when we try that yeah and it goes horribly wrong i have the right equipment ready i think it would work yeah but as long as we can be in the same room it's I'd the connection i'm worried about the most yeah but. Also, I feel like we wouldn't have our same dynamic. We spend, uh, we mm. usually play a game for 45 minutes to like two three, hours to three hours. Three hours. Yep. Sometimes, yeah, we like hang out and warm up and we often talk about what our topic is going to be and discuss a little bit what we're going to discuss. But not too much. A lot of times we spend, let's save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> I did that today and yep. I already forgot what it was. Yep. Well, Reign of Cthulhu. We were going to talk about it, whether or not we liked it right after it. And he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. We're going to save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And now's the time. So Reign of Cthulhu, which is a pandemic. It's it's titled Pandemic, Reign of Cthulhu. Um, this is pandemic-like, but so much different than pandemic that if you left off the pandemic title, you would say, oh, they got this idea from pandemic. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, challenge you on that a All little right. bit. And this is really funny because in the, uh, Dice Tower, um, if, if listeners don't know what the Dice Tower is, this amazing number one sort of podcast on board games, they did their YouTube video of their top 10 2016 games. Yep. And Z, uh, had Cthulhu Pandemic as one of his top 10. And the other guys blew up oh, yeah. because they were like, this is just a game that's been released other times. He's like, no, it's a completely it different is a completely game. It's not the same. But hang on. I kind of agree. I think it's similar. I, I don't think it's okay. crazy wildly so, different. I don't think it's crazy wildly different. We were right. talking deck building games last week and we were saying well, all the similarities there. Mm-hmm. This is different, more, more different from original Pandemic than many deck building games are from, from themselves, each other. from each other. Um, What I was going to say mm. was, all right, sp- Spoiler, maybe like very, very little spoiler, teeny tiny. What teeny are we spoiling? Pandemic Legacy, um, like, but not a real careful, one. Careful. Not a real one. Okay. I'm giving a lot of warning. We've <laughs> given you like 30 seconds to earmuff. This is only going to be at most one minute of me talking about Pandemic Legacy. Um, and it's going to be a minor spoiler at that because we can't go if, past June. If even, um, it reminded me more of Pandemic Legacy because of the kind of piece you put on the board. Okay. 
um, that there's one kind of peace as opposed to many kinds of peace. And that's not even what really happens in Pandemic yeah. Legacy. It's kind of something that sort of maybe you should just go play Pandemic yeah. I Legacy. I think it's just, you know, there, there are, there are <laughs> definitely similar, <laughs> there are definitely similarities there. You know, you are moving around this board. You're clearing out things much mm-hmm. like you are in, in, yep. okay, they're not disease, but you're clearing things out. You can sacrifice cards to move around. You can swap cards between you. Um, there's tons of stuff that's the same. Oh, sure. Right. There's some things that are different. Okay. I, I agree. So let's, let's do a quick, what pandemic legacy, or no, pandemic Cthulhu compared to actual pandemic. So we're going to mm. say that if you play yeah. pandemic, legacy's out. Legacy's right. out. We're done with that. In now. pandemic, you have four different diseases. And this is not an argument to Josh or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just describing the differences sure. and what um, Reign of Cthulhu is. Yeah. In pandemic, you have four different diseases you're trying to cure. And there's four different colors of cubes. In Cthulhu, there are cultists that are going out. They're not color-based. They're mm-hmm. just coming out on the board. There are four different cities in Cthulhu where your cultists will show up. And... If you ever have three or more cult or three cultists on a spot and a new cultist shows up, it doesn't trigger an outbreak like in pandemic. It actually advances the what would could be considered the epidemic line mm-hmm. by one step. Mm-hmm. That re- uh, reveals another elder god, which has another permanent effect of some sort. It may mm-hmm. be a temporary, it may be a lasting effect. So you're getting closer and closer to Cthulhu being summoned. Yeah. The goal in Cthulhu is to get to four locations on the board, and that's where you turn in your five cards. Very similar to Pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I need five red cards to close the red gate. Five blue cards to close the blue gate. Um, Once all the gates are closed, you win. There's also Shogoths, which are three big figures that show up on the board. And they're attempting to get get to a gate. And if they get to a gate and get to move into the gate, they also reveal an elder. um, Again, quickening the end of the game. There are relics that when you use them, they're very similar to the action cards in Pandemic, but you roll a sanity die and you can actually lose sanity mm-hmm. yeah. um, anytime you use a relic. Anytime you use a relic or anytime you um, enter a Shogoth Spot. location or a Shogoth enters your location. Or you use a gate so you can tra- tra- teleport from one gate to another mm-hmm. gate on the board. We didn't actually use that. That's because we had the card that made us not be able to use it very early on. What? One of the I Elder Gods. was two or three in, it was I the guess. second. Yeah. I think it was the second card. The Elder yeah. God's like, yep, you can't do this anymore. So then you have the Sanity die that you roll when you do certain things that can call more cultists it can make you insane if you go insane you lose an action and your power becomes something slightly different slightly lesser yes so i had an i was the driver i could move one or two spaces whenever i walked but if i went insane i could only ever move two spaces so even being insane you can you can still Mm -hmm. play there's if you like cthulhu and you like cooperative games, I think there's a lot to this game that you would mm. like. Yeah. I liked the styling. It had a very, like, 1920s, 1930s feel. Mm. Everyone was running around in trench coats with their, like, six shooters out, yep. um, wearing fedoras. Uh, that was kind of fun. Um, I thought it was really cool, except that it really confused me that all of the locations were not, like, tied to a real-life map. They were just these, like, made-up places. It was a lot harder to set the cubes or the cultists on the board. Yeah. Was we just like, they're like, uh, the, yeah. the old mill is, oh, there it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, there's the a lot of, about kind of looking around. Maybe half the size too. It's smaller. It's half the number of locations. You have much, many, many less cultists than you have cubes, disease yeah. cubes. Yeah. I feel like pandemic has a ton of disease cubes and there were not very many. Yeah. Well, the other thing to it too, is you don't have, um, 
your clue cards are tied to towns. There's only four towns in the game, and each town has, I think, like seven or eight different locations, one of them being the gate location. Mm -hmm. But your clue cards, which are your... Uh, would be your city cards in mm-hmm. Pandemic, they're just a single color. They reference the card, not a location. Mm-hmm. So if you want to trade with somebody, you just have to be It was a, much yeah. easier to trade. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, much easier to get around because you just go to the bus station and you can basically play a color of the bus station you're on. You can go to any other space on the board. Yeah, But so. you couldn't just... Like, there was a lot of you in pandemic, you can just discard to go to the city, no matter where you are. If you have the city card, right. you can discard to go there. Or if you have the city you're in, you can discard to go anywhere. Um, it was a little bit trickier because you had to be in a couple different spots. Yeah. Each city had a bus station. Um, some cities two. had two. Um, and you had to be at a bus station to, in order to use what would be considered a direct flight or an indirect flight mm-hmm. in pandemic. And so. it played it played a lot quicker, I felt, which I really mm-hmm. liked. You yep. know, you could you could get through a game faster than you could in normal pandemic. Yeah. Now, Josh, so you're the one that thinks it's the more similar. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a twist on pandemic, but you know, it it is a reskin with some extra twists around the corners. Like, it's not a completely different game. If you took away the name, yeah. you know, you wouldn't feel anything different. To me, there is a lot of similarities yeah. and some differences. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it's a reskin. Okay. I thought it felt easier. It did feel easy. Mm. But that might just be because we happened to win this time. We are. After we won. I know we won. And it felt so good. Yeah. Um, But after we won, we went through and kind of looked. We realized we weren't using one of the mechanics that would have helped us. We were not drawing relic cards when we we uh, got rid of a Shogoth. Yep. um, Which would have given us three or four more relics, which are kind of powerful cards. Yep. Um, a lot more of those than there are the action cards in Pandemic. Yep. Um, but when you use them, you do have to roll that yeah. sanity and die. And we got lucky with the sanity die. We got super lucky with the sanity die. We did. Um, but we also accidentally um, what is it, summoned an Elder God. Yes. So, when we shouldn't have. Yep. We and, advanced ourselves one further. Yeah. I will say there were a couple questions we had with the rules. One, whether or not the Shogoth counts as a cultist or counts as three cultists, or doesn't count as a cultist at all when you're dealing with whether or not you should reveal an, reveal an older god. We think that it doesn't count as anything at all. Um, another one is when you close a gate, the token has an X on one side and a symbol on the other. And... We're not really sure what those are for because there's a place on the board where you put unclosed gate tokens and then you move those tokens. And it's just really unclear why there's a pentagram on one side and a cross on the other. So, but all in all, it was a, it was a pretty fun game. Oh, I had a great fun. Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's, let's go on topic and see what happens. So here we go. In this episode, we've already talked meta about the podcast, but now we're going to talk about meta gaming. Our games is it cheating? Does it add fun or take away from it? Chris, what is meta gaming anyway? Yeah, so I want to give a quick definition. Um, we don't normally do, do definitions, but meta gaming to me is using information outside the game that you normally wouldn't have to play a game inside the game. Uh, it can be borderline cheating, which I think it couples well with that cheating and that crossing the line. Yeah. Um, 
Kitty will call me out on one of them, but I will let her do that. Uh, one of the examples I wrote in here is if I, and this is a very, very <laughs> simple example. If I always know Josh picks paper and paper, rock, scissors, I am metagaming if I go scissors. Do you mean rock, paper, scissors? Whatever that name is. <laughs> Rochambeau. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Um, so another one is if you're playing uh, Werewolf or One Night Werewolf or anything where you have your eyes closed. Oh, I felt so-and-so move. Therefore, they must mm. be such and such. Well, we were playing this game Insider the other day and you have your uh, roll chips in front of you. And I was I used an argument. Someone was being really cavalier with their roll chip. They were like picking it up, moving it around. And someone who was the insider wouldn't be that cavalier right. with mm-hmm. their chip. Yep. And that was metagaming right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of thing that's metagaming. And Kitty, do I like you to wanna... throw it off. I like move around in my seat all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to nod my head. I l- probably look like Stevie Wonder while we're like yep. all awesome. asleep because I... I'm like, I'm going to throw this up because I know that people listen. Yeah, so I have the topics to cover bullet points and Kitty seems to like one of them. So It says, I'll buy you a cookie if you don't take over my area there. <laughs> and that was the first thing I read in our topics to cover. <laughs> it was basically specifically but for yeah. Kitty. But that's a kind of metagaming where you, you're using an offer outside the game to manipulate the game itself. Right. So you're bribing people. Has that yeah. ever it happened? It makes me crazy when I'm sitting at the table. It, um, some you- games like encourage this kind of behavior. Right, right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, make deals, you right, know, yeah. do what you need to with other people. I'm not sure that the cookie falls into that. Yeah, though. making a deal inside the game. Like, so you're specifically speaking like Cosmic Encounter or even Monopoly, mm. um, if you want to go that way. Making deals where it's part of the game isn't metagaming unless the deal is outside of the you know boundaries of what that game is set to do. Unless the cookie came in the box. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> so Monopoly will use that as a good example um, of this. If I say I will give you 200 money for right. your particular property yep. and you say no, sweeten the deal and make, all right, fine, I'll give you 200 money. And for the next three times you land on it, I won't charge you for it. Can that, you even do that? Isn't that the breaking first, the rules? That's the point. The first one is well within the realm of the rules. Uh-huh. The second one is a non-binding deal. It could be considered meta. You're crossing a line at that yeah. point. And the other it's players not might... specifically prohibited in the rules, but is it? Is it? But it, it's, it is not enforceable. Is it I haven't read the It's not in enforceable by the rules. All deals must be transacted in that one transaction. Any future thing is not enforceable by the rules. Yeah. It's not part of the rules. But surely... Yeah, but maybe maybe I'm saying is it enforced by the rules that you have to pay the person when you land on that thing? It doesn't matter what they said in their yeah, little that's deal actually, section. That's actually a really good um, question. I don't think you have to. I don't think to. anyone has read the rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But I'm just, years, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's interesting to know because like, you know, you could try and meta deal or something and then find out actually this is just Breaking the rules. Yes. We're yeah. cheating right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but something for Cosmic Encounters, where the whole thing is about negotiation, again, even in that game, yeah. all negotiations, anything is only binding in that actual transaction. Outside of that, doesn't count. So you can't be like, all right, that's it. You're sleeping on the couch tonight if you don't ally with me. <laughs> well, you totally could do that. <laughs> you could. Yeah. But it's, it's metagaming. It's not playing the right. game as mm-hmm. is. Right. 
So that's kind of what we mean by metagaming. I mean, I like the idea of metagaming. I, I used to play online this game that's a variant of Risk called Warlight, which is mm-hmm. a fantastic game. And I've talked about it before. It's like Risk, but you're using Fog of War. And mm-hmm. you can only attack and kill the spaces uh, immediately next to all your territories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't go on a flood rampage throughout the whole board. And there was tons of forums and it was like PVP. So I, I got to know people on the leaderboard. Like I broke into the top 20 and we all knew who we were. And there'd be forums talking about things. I'd be ta- forums talking about players' game styles. So it was like, oh, Angel Boy 61 over there. He's really <laughs> changed his style. Like playing him now isn't like playing him three months ago. And you could go and look at people's games. You could go and study all of their previous games to learn about their play style. And that's the kind of thing I would do to get really yeah. good. Well, I'm wondering, is that really metagaming or is that researching play I style? was going to call you out on this, Chris, because we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast. Dice Masters, I did not have the time to put into the research and you could kill me every single time. Is that metagaming or is it just knowing the game well? I think so. There's, there's, and there's that fine line between researching something and using out of game information Mm. in game. So I think really where it comes down is if you're playing the game and you're using something you shouldn't know in the game that's Mm -hmm. metagaming and it's not necessarily bad like researching how someone plays risks risks plural there's no plural (laughs) there and research someone who plays risk that is actually just kind of doing research it's the same thing that professional sports teams do yeah scouting out some people would argue that's meta though because you know you're not playing the game purely you know you're not playing just the rules yeah so meta is like a weird, it's the gray area yeah. between following the rules and cheating. And I yeah. like to stay all in the white area. I'm right. like, I follow those rules no ever. by the book. So if you were on that football team who deflated the footballs, you would have just like walked out in protest because well, you see, would have been like, we're not. Be on that team. <laughs> yeah, but that's Screw what I'm the saying. Patriots. But if you, They're the worst. Yeah. But if you were on that <laughs> if team. If you like the Patriots. Kitty's representations is not representative. Don't look, I'm done. But hang on, but hang on. You're really competitive, <laughs> Kitty. All the way. You're really competitive. So surely I like you would to be win fairly. Yeah. Okay, but fair I feel like surely fair. your competitive right. edge would have. But I would like to point I out. Don't know. So deflating the football. Yeah. That was cheating. Mm-hmm. Right. Specifically watching specifically against the rules. Watching game tapes of the game of the team you're about to play. That's research. Right. Again, that gray area. Meta. But I think that. Most people agree that deflating the football changes is against the spirit of the rules. Sure. It's actually against the rules as it's written in the rule book. But watching previous games is not against the rules. But see, here's the thing. But some people argue that the people who are truly great in whatever sport, competition, or whatever, will find ways to bend and break the rules. And that's part of what makes them great. Discuss. Agree or disagree, Chris? Uh, Bend yes, break no. Okay, we got like you want to be on the edge. Mm. Like you can play, and if you can give me a solid argument about how that rule is not broken, I will totally go. Okay, you found like fair enough. 
but then expect me to use that against you later. Yeah. yeah. So I think the difference. If you can do it again and they're not going to get like, now you're cheating. You right. Know? So if you if you think if, if the rules have been broken, then it should be broken for everyone and everyone should be allowed to do the new thing that someone's found. No, they should compete. get kicked out. They should be punished. But can't the rules evolve over time? And isn't this a way of doing that? It is a if way of doing everyone it. everyone agrees ahead of time. Right. No, if somebody does it first, that game doesn't count. So, well, if- actually, so the, to hmm. your question, and I hate to be talking about football in, in a board game podcast, but <laughs> there, football's a good one because the rules change every year. Uh-huh. And a lot of times they change because a certain team will develop a strategy and they the league doesn't like that strategy so they want to discourage it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in the early game of, of in the early days of the game, onside kicks could be basically guaranteed. And if you don't know football, I apologize. I'm going to get off this in 45 seconds. Um, <laughs> but there was a way that you could line up where you could almost guarantee that when you kicked off to the other team, you could recover the ball immediately. Right. The league didn't think that was in the sport, the spirit of the game, but it wasn't mm-hmm. also not against the rules. So they changed the rules to expand. You know, say nope. This is forbidden. You must have mm-hmm. equal number of people on both sides of the kicker. That that kind of thing is what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, in a board game, the difference between research to me and getting to like before it becomes cheating is if I can get there by just playing the game. Yep. I think that extra research, that extra viewing other people play the game, talking about that, I think that's okay. Because I could have gotten there by just playing the game over and over and over. Yep. However, if I'm just going to like shortcut, um, I'm stacking the deck so that I can win, yep. that is very much cheating. Right. I see that. It feels like cheating when one person has much more time to do the research, which is why in professional sports, viewing footage of the other team isn't cheating to me because each team like this is their job yeah, that's what both, they do both teams they can have do it. equal access yeah. to everyone's game footage like you yeah. can always watch that if one person has to go to work for four hours and one person sits on youtube <laughs> and learns all the rules of how to stack the deck against either person all the strategies of if you do this you will win honestly that might not be cheating that means it's a game I don't want to play. Yeah. yeah. So Kitty's oh, I not. I get that. She, she, this was not like that I'm three so years ago. Still bitter not. about it. It was. It was yeah, we it were. Might in, have been two. I think it was three years ago. <laughs> we were in the old place. Uh, but in any case, um, I think, and to try to keep this in the board game realm and out of the sports, well, watching it's the meta episode. It is Chris. the meta. Episode. Don't worry too much. As long as it's game related, I think it's all good. <laughs> the meta game. I think watching someone like reading strategies on Dominion. Yeah. Um, you know, just throwing a game out sure. there. This, these are the best card combinations. If they're avail- available, get this. Yeah. Um, we were talking just before we started recording about like Agricola and Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and how, you know, these games are quote unquote solved. Here are your best opening strategies. Right. Chess, even. Chess. You want to start yeah. with the scholars yep. open or mm. yep. this is, know, this one is, of the moves. Yep. This is how you start the game. That is a bit of metagaming. You're learning, mm. you're like playing. You're playing the game, mm-hmm. which is an odd way to say it, but you're 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 not really experiencing the game. You're like, this is the mechanics of what has to happen for me to be in the best situation at point X in the game. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't find it fun. Chess but. to a ten year old, and you're doing those moves. <laughs> it just feels like you're being mean. Yeah. So I don't it's know. A little cheaty. I don't know. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's nice is. Pushing other people, pushing their limits. So, Kitty talks about Dice Masters a lot. Um, there was a particular... Because I'm so mad about it still. <laughs> I never won. I lost 
every time, Josh. Yeah. Do you know what that's like for me? <laughs> <laughs> so in I this, handle so it Dice anymore. Masters, if you're not familiar with it, is um, think of it as a Magic the Gathering, but you're you're rolling dice. Now there's a lot of differences there. Oh man! But you're basically setting up. Here's my team. Here's your team, and we're going to face off on mm-hmm. those teams. So it's one on one, and I like that one on one strategy and trying to figure out how to beat the other people using different strategies, and. Part of the fun of playing a game where you get to build up your own deck and build up your own team is you want to see that team work out and get played the way you envision it. And if someone else just comes in and boom, 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 you're dead before you get to like do what you wanted to do, it I can be frustrating. Even buy my dice <laughs> half the time. Yeah, so it's it. You yeah. want to be on the same level of competitiveness. I when agree. You're doing yeah, it's like otherwise a you're not weird enjoying the game. Combination of like a Magic the Gathering and a deck building because you have your starter pawn dice and you roll those to buy your better dice off of your cards. It's really quite brilliant. And honestly, the game that we're going to invent our collectible living (laughs) deck building game. We're going to base a lot off of Eric Lang's dice masters. And Dice Masters might be a really fun game. If I had time (laughs) and had anyone to play who isn't Chris, who (laughs) wouldn't just kill me immediately well yeah but this is the thing right and so, like know what my dice were know what i had and set up against it because he knew what i was gonna do that felt a little metagame you would watch me like sit there and play with my stack and be like oh this is the deck i'm gonna play against her because you had like four i did not at your do that <laughs> i did not do that but what i'm hearing Maybe once is, i did that because what? her deck beat my deck so i had to change my deck but Okay, Clearly. we know that you're a nice guy, Chris. It's fine. <laughs> but but what, I'm, what I wanted to say was, what I'm hearing is that you guys uh, are saying that, we, okay, we, we should try and make this uh, somewhat fair. You know, you shouldn't go to the point of metagaming to where you kind of break the game. You're making the unpers- other person competitive, uncompetitive, and so that everyone's going to have a bad time. And I agree, when we're playing board games... Often, you know, I I think we should be making things more fun for everyone right? and mm-hmm. not for one person. And so if one person is overpowered in some way because they've metagamed it, that's not fun for the rest of the people. Mm-hmm. And I agree that sh- is how things should be. Lots of people don't agree with you. <laughs> and lots of people are hyper-competitive. And we could we could extrapolate this to the world. This this even extends to politics. Oh, yeah. You know, you think of things like... We are like not talking ger- politics. <laughs> no, you think of things like gerrymandering, right? Where you can yeah. d- redraw the lines of districts so that even if you have less votes, you get yeah. more of the it is electoral... A meta, it is a meta of it's the meta, system. Meta if you get two million politics. more popular <laughs> votes, but your popular votes weren't spread out in the right way, you don't win the election, right? Yeah. And these things extend to lots of different games. And and some people will say, well, this is a competitive game. This is a competitive sport. And the truly great people are going to advance this sport by breaking this game continually. And then we're going to decide what the new rules of the game are. That's actually a great term that every once in a while, Josh comes up with great things. Breaking the game. (laughs) Metagaming can break the game. And what does it mean to break the game? It means that the game, as rules are written can be manipulated in such a way that it's not fair for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what happens when you break the game. Yeah. And that's what metagaming can do. And that, that's not even talking about cheating. Yeah. Cheating is just a blatant act of breaking the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you can kind of do this fine manipulation of, oh yeah, you can do this, this, and this, and therefore I win. Okay, this game is no longer fun. That only works, though, in pure strategy games where the setup Mm. is the same each time. And you can 
discover those moves. If it is um, a game with any kind of randomiz- randomization, um, then it you can't do that. Like you can't metagame risk. You can learn other player strategies, right. but if you roll ones and twos every time, yeah, you're not going to yeah. win, no matter how much strategy you have on your side. Although I will say I do do a bit of metagaming with things like risk and um, basically anything where you can attack another player. It for better or worse, I will. And this is a dirty little secret. We're talking metagaming. Right. I'll attack attack Josh over Kitty because I know Kitty will get madder yeah. if I attack her. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll retaliate. <laughs> no. That's strategizing, though. <laughs> I, think I think that's, that's fine. Me, we'll let that go. Uh, <laughs> no, but he, it's knowing the players. That's yeah. watching the game film. That's yeah. on the edge. That's yeah. right yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. as long, if it's a thing that you know that everyone at the table can figure out within like five minutes of gameplay, that's not right. metagaming. That's not cheating. If it is, you've played with me so many times, and Josh has never played before. Then yeah. it might be a little bit of so, an unfair advantage. One of the reasons why I think it's still a metagame aspect is if you are avoiding doing something because of the way someone will react. Yeah. So it's an emotional reaction that's outside of the game. Yep. That is a meta reaction. And I, I just want to say, Kitty, you're the one doing the metagaming right here. You have <laughs> cultivated very cleverly and Machiavellianly over years this you know, this reputation that if you cross me, I will kill you. <laughs> so do not cross me inside or outside the game. I will find you. I will end fair, you. To be fair, it can be used against me. Right. If I'm stretched thin and yeah. someone attacks me, I try not to let it draw me into something. But right. like when, you know, you've got your, you've got a lot of the board, you've got all of your pawns everywhere and somebody attacks me, I'm just like, I want to get them back. Right. But I yeah. know that what I should do is fortify that yeah. I can be taken advantage yeah. of a little bit but there. See, if you're mm. if it's in the game, I think that's a completely okay move. So yeah. the thing that and you know, one of the reasons we're talking about this, and I think that's actually good for us to talk, is because <laughs> it gets this out on the table. Like yeah. we understand the kind of different players we are. Yeah. Um but the emotional player is a tricky person to play with. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll go back to Werewolf. Um, most people have played Werewolf from Mafia or have heard us talk about it. We know what it is. When I accuse someone of being a werewolf, they will often get very defensive. Yeah. In some cases, they can actually take offense to it. Yeah. And they feel like this is a personal attack. It's yeah. like, this is a game. Yeah. I am going to accuse every single one of you of not being trustworthy because that is what the game is. Right. And if you if get you a, don't like that, you shouldn't be playing exactly. this game. Right. <laughs> it's and, not for you. <laughs> right. And and I've had to like say, okay, I can't play this game with you anymore yeah. because you are taking it outside of the game. You are getting emotionally upset yeah. about what's happening in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's worth noting when that happens because if you don't know you're doing it, you don't know how to stop doing it when you're doing it. Yeah. Do you know that reminds me of being mad at somebody for something they did in your dreams? Yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yep. so so i don't i mean i don't like making things unfun for people yeah and i know when kitty feels like she's getting attacked it's unfun for yeah, her yeah, yeah so i try to avoid it unless i can justify it's like my only move um i think i'm good at leaving it at the table though once the game is over so like if you bring it back about, up again dice, about dice masters again <laughs> <laughs> I still went into business with you. We 
<laughs> have gone so far beyond that. I'm just never going to play Dice Masters with you ever again. <laughs> I think that that's leaving it at the table. And right. if we didn't have this podcast, I would have never thought of Dice Masters ever again. But because it is a gaming experience I have in my yeah. past, it comes up in the podcast. Understood. But yeah, like, yeah. but like, I don't actually hold a grudge <laughs> against you. It's I just. Know. Yeah, I leave it at the. I leave the games and the games. Maybe that's better. Is that the game is the game and life is life, and I try not to intermix them. I mean, have you played with many people who really like and seem to enjoy doing this kind of move, this meta game move to kind of mess with people? I remember watching this one. small ignite talk where this guy was a scrabble player like competitive scrabble player went to tournaments and he liked to learn all of the hawaiian words because they sound like crazy made up words and tons play, of vowels in them yeah. too, exactly right? yeah and play those because he knew he would get challenges from the other players and they would be wrong they would be wrong on their challenges and so later in the game he could then cheat and put down words that were incorrect but they were frightened to then challenge him. And he loved that whole idea that some people think this is a game about words, but this is really like a mind game that I'm playing here. So, and, but that's, that's allowed within the rules of the game. Right. If it's not challenged, it's not cheating. Yep. Right. So Yeah. And I think that is a a very meta manipulation strategy. Yeah. 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 That is outside the game. Know but some opponent. people love doing it, you know, to like mess with people. Like Spencer was saying, I he would likes never to like not challenge someone. Though <laughs> I will challenge like eighteen times in Scrabble. Like, just hold that dictionary oh. there. Don't put that away. But see, I think I think <laughs> there was there's a penalty if you get it wrong, right? So there's a penalty is if you there? get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the tournaments, right? Oh, so this right. is why he would do it that way. Yeah. yeah, if you challenge somebody and you get it wrong, there is definitely a penalty to it. Otherwise, right. you would just challenge every single word. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not a word game person, but I Somebody, know. Somebody, if you know, email us, yeah. or I'll look it up. Maybe. Yeah. But depends see, on how motivated I am later. Yeah. I was thinking about people like this, and like Spencer likes to play Catan, and you know, you have just this, mess with people, and yeah, and just mess with people. He says he's going to trade with someone uh, a sheep, and they've got a brick, and like, oh, I'll give you a sheep for a brick, and he just swaps a brick with them, and they've just swapped a brick, and he's like, yeah, it's we didn't the, lose anything, we didn't win anything. Of the game is you say I want sheep for brick, and they'll say, oh, I have sheep, and you say, oh, okay. And then you switch sheep for sheep because you didn't say I have a brick ever. You say like just yeah. the sheep for brick. Right. So yeah. what is our consensus? Do we think metagaming is cheating? Or is is it that gray area? I, I like it. I think I think the great people push things to the boundaries. The great presidents uh, bend the rules. This has been seen throughout history. And uh, the great competitors also bend the rules in games. So I think it's interesting, and I applaud people who do it. All right, Kitty? Pondering. Long pauses are great for radio. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. I don't know. I... Um, if it makes me mad during the game, I don't like it. Like, if it feels <laughs> like it's breaking it, I won't like it in the moment. Um, but if it's something I feel like I can use to my advantage later, I will. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I I think that it's best when the rules are clearly defined what you can and cannot do. Well-written rule books are, like, my favorite yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. So I I don't like when it's used personally. But I also don't mm-hmm. consider it 
as cheating. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to Werewolf as an example. Um, because it is one of those things where if you ever play Werewolf in a convention, we close our eyes, you take one hand, you tap your leg the entire time while everyone's eyes are closed. So there's noise and motion everywhere, and you can't really metagame what's going on. But some people will be talking when their eyes are closed. Well, the werewolves are supposed to be choosing somebody. And that is a meta thing because now you know that that person's probably not a wolf because they're talking. You can hear their voices being directed to the floor and they're just kind of goofing around. It frustrates me because it breaks the purity of the game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will express that it's frustrating. I don't think people should do that because you are changing the game. However, if someone's doing that, you can meta the meta game. So I'm, I can be like, okay, I'm, my eyes are closed and I'm tapping my leg and I have to pick a wolf. But I'll, basically, I'm just looking down and talking as I'm looking around and pointing at someone. So now when someone says, oh, well, you were talking at night, so you probably weren't a wolf. That's when it becomes even a bigger problem to me because it's like, it's not about the game anymore. It's metaception. It's, yeah, it's meta, that is exactly, it's metaception. <laughs> so I think... Certain games I like to keep pure for what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think research on games, I think learning how better strategies and things like that, that just makes everyone better. If I lose to Josh because he knows the best strategy to, you know, Cosmic Encounter, I don't know their strategy to that, but whatever the case, I will learn from that loss. And I think that's good. Um, so. It's fine until it becomes a, ugh, I don't want to play Cosmic Encounters because Josh always wins. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Once you reach that point, I don't know if it's as much fun. Um, yeah. But at that point with us, we just, we just okay, go to we're going to play a different game. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. That's still fun. Yep. So I don't know if we've come to any conclusions. If you have people who are metagamers in your group, um, shoot us an email. Let us know how you handle them. Tell us what you think about metagaming. Call them out by name on our podcast. Yes. Feel free. <laughs> um, but yeah, we want to know what you guys think about about this topic. What do you think about metagaming? Is it a good thing? Um, should it be prevented? Should people be scolded in place? Maybe it's talked about after the game. Um, what are your thoughts on it? So, and... That is a podcast. We're at 59.20, just in time for Josh to do the uh, outro. Indeed. Well, thank you for listening. And remember, we love your feedback. So consider leaving us an iTunes review or email us with your comments and questions at tabletopgametalk at gmail.com. You can also reach us directly on Twitter at tabletopgametlk. And I'm at Josh's Blonde. Chris is at Game Master Chris. And Kitty is at Kittenel. And if you like what you hear, help us spread the word by liking us Facebook and Twitter, and even better, share or retweet our posts. Until next week, when we talk about a topic one of you asked us to talk about, keep playing games and having fun. And email us topics. Good night. And that was metagaming. Um, we've come so far since then. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been in the same room as each other in, you know, four months. I know now. we were talking about how we were going to dread when we have to, like, try to record. I know. <laughs> yeah. And in fairness. Flash forward. Pandemic. <laughs> Real life. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a board game anymore. Yeah. But, but in fairness, it was pretty bumpy at the beginning. So... I mean, yeah, we have to bring Josh in again. Uh, Josh!
Josh. Hey, I've made it back. I'm here. Ah, there's Josh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really Josh's fault that everything was so bumpy. Um, No, not really. We went through. Yeah, you. Yeah, we. I blame Comcast. Yeah, we went through so. I blame Comcast for all of our issues. So many things. (laughs) Still, the thing that actually made me kind of jumped out at me on this one is the amount of time that we use Monopoly as an example in those early episodes. (laughs) Yeah. There was just a lot. I mean, and I knew because a lot of our friends were listening and a lot of our friends aren't big gamers. So I was consciously always choosing to talk about games. And I thought the most people would know as opposed to like hardcore hobby games, which is how the podcast started with episodes one, two, and three, the lost episodes (laughs) one, two, and three. Um, We should make those patron exclusives. (laughs) Ooh, I think I could actually do that because I just took them off because I'm trying to make sure that the feed streamliner streamline the feed but i could definitely put the old ones on patreon i'm gonna you know something that is a great idea i'm gonna do that love it i would just like to point out how disappointed i think past chris would be in future chris about how mean he was about how much we talked about puppies last time (laughs) we should do a whole episode on puppies during this and then last week we were talking or i guess it was Two weeks ago now, we're talking so much about puppies, and you were like, "We need to talk about board games." <laughs> I was laughing at that when we, when you guys were talking about that. And I was like, "We just talked about puppies like for an episode, practically." <laughs> Kitty's well, wish came was, true. <laughs> this was still back in the time. I mean, Josh, I'm pretty sure you still lived with me during this episode. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. And you had just gotten a dog, Kitty. Yes. And so we were hearing dog noises in the background. Sometimes the dog was in the room <laughs> in this era. Um, so you'd hear like jingling of collars. Um, another issue we had back then was air conditioning kicking on. Yeah. Um, Sometimes my dog is still in the room, but he's a lot more mellow yes, now. He's gotten older. He's old. Yeah. But I really liked this episode. It wasn't one of our most downloaded episodes. In fact, it was our one of our least downloaded episodes at the time. I'm like, that's weird. I don't I don't know why. And we didn't release it at a weird time or anything. I just I guess nobody really cared. Um, but I liked kind of like Please sharing the behind the scenes <laughs> of us and talking <laughs> Stop making me have to edit all this crap, damn it. <laughs> You got time. Well, you know, that actually makes me laugh because in this episode, you talked about wanting to do no editing. And I was like, is that still happening? (laughs) I'm sure you do a lot of editing these days. (laughs) Not usually. Yeah, I tried. I tried to avoid. Well, okay. So back then we did literally, I pressed record on the, on the recorder. I had an iPad hooked up to the recorder. So all of the music, I would just press buttons that would, you know, insert that stuff. And when I was done, I would just pull the file off and upload it. Like, I, there was nothing else I did. Everything was in real time. Now, because we're remote, I, at the very minimum, I have to put the music in and put the different tracks together. Um, but sometimes right. I do edit things. Like these episodes, because these are... In the past <laughs> episodes, <laughs> we have to... I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on these ones. Um but I still try to minimize it. I still almost never edit for content um, every once in a while. So I think one of the things at this time, too, is we didn't have any kids. Kitty was 
Yeah. You weren't even pregnant at the time of this one, I don't think. No. Nope. So nope. none of that was ever a thing. Um, but It's at least after episode 30 that I get pregnant. Yeah. Because of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm definitely not pregnant for yeah. that. Well, we know what the next episode is that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Flashback. Um, but yeah, so, but one of the things that Kitty, and this is meta on meta, I, I, I one of us mentioned metaception. I think it was you, Josh. <laughs> I think it was me. <laughs> Whatever it was, uh, it's all metaception at this point. Um, you and Spencer decided that you didn't want to share player three's name on, on the podcast. And yeah, there's been twice now where it's accidentally slipped out and I have edited the podcast to take that yeah. out. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we still try to not edit for anything. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, so Fletcher, what did you think of this episode? Man, I thought like with all the, what was it? The Dice Masters talk going back and forth. I was like, man, I think, I think you and Kitty need to go to some therapy or something like that. Because, <laughs> yes. So nothing has changed. <laughs> There are some deeply Dice. held grudges in there that someone <laughs> that has needed to like work out or something. I don't know. You do one little rules lawyering thing and boom, never able to forget it. This was literally six <laughs> years ago, seven years ago now at this point. Cause easily, yeah, cause it was like two or three years at when this was recorded. Um, which is almost four. No, it's only like three and a half years ago at this point. Yeah, it's just a long time. It was a long time um i'm gonna guess five and a half years ago uh, chris ruined dice masters for me they're still probably they're still making this <laughs> they're not collectible anymore now you can just buy a set and it's like everything you need in one set so i yeah. like that bottled board but i can't play dice masters anymore because every time i look at it i'm like oh kitty's gonna be mad at me if i actually ever say this out loud <laughs> right <laughs> this is the hilarious thing because I... like we talked about this at the time, but like, you know, Kitty, you've like really like almost nurtured this reputation. And, and that's very meta in itself because we're totally terrified of you. You know, in the UK, there's a soccer legend who is known as like the hard man of football. And uh, his name is Vinnie Jones. He had like a Hollywood career and it was all built around the fact that he was the most aggressive player. He's in one of my player. favorite that's movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, an American reference would be Bobby Knight. Um, right. But yeah. I'm <laughs> and it's so funny because I don't think I'm like that anymore nearly as much, but I think it's almost entirely based on what I will and will not play because I don't think I've changed. I think I just know what I like more. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm less willing to uh also I just don't walk into Chris's house anymore and he's like, Here, I've already set up the seat. Look, you're playing this one. Here are your red pieces. Let's go. I, I'm much more into curating my own game experiences. Um, so I don't get put in these situations where I get very angry anymore. And, and I think that's really the key is finding what works for your group yeah. is, you know, what you're all going to have fun doing. Um but I mean, this. And I like to thank you guys for being tolerant <laughs> of me because there were so many game groups. I mean, maybe having a podcast really helped because you had no choice <laughs> if you wanted to keep doing a podcast. <laughs> but you know, there are people who probably would have been like, I don't want to play with Kitty anymore. She just gets mad all the time. This isn't fun. Um, but you stuck with it until I figured out how to be a more fun person and gamer. Well, your family. 
and it wasn't that bad. Uh, we, you know, we poke fun at you for no, it. No, we really exaggerate it for the for the show. Yeah. It's oh, for yeah. the show. But I did get pretty angry at times. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. For, again, <laughs> for the record, we still don't talk about Blood Rage episodes. or Dice Masters. I've, I've played games with Kitty before, and I've never seen you get angry. So that's yeah. just my take. <laughs> you don't think I have the Vinnie Jones, Bobby Knight, I throw things at people kind of vibe anymore? <laughs> no. I think someone's been paid off to say you this. Good. No, he just came in with the more mature, older, <laughs> aged like a fine wine, Kitty. Got it. I'm only getting better. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, looking back at this episode, like, I feel like metagaming appeals to a certain personality type. Like, I really like metagaming, but I really don't like rules. Whereas I feel like, Kitty, you're like more of a rules lover, uh, you know, Very kind much of person. so, still, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting how little we um, talked about role-playing games and metagaming. Because I think role-playing games can be super metagamey. And um, the kind of separation of character knowledge from player knowledge is huge in that. And we didn't even touch on that. We could do a whole episode on role-playing game metagaming. But we were really separated from the tabletop RPG yeah, and I attempted to do that on purpose because I had lis- I was listening to a ton of RPG podcasts at the time, and I wanted to be different than those. But at the same time, it was I don't know. It's so easy to just like fall into a a rut of just talking nothing but role playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things that I thought was interesting in this one, um, and this is actually meta stuff, but we used to still read iTunes reviews. Yeah, which I think we might have to pick those back up because then maybe we can get more reviews. But we also were giving away entries. So when people left <laughs> reviews, we would give them free stuff. So that helped. Um, and I was still listening to every episode back then, too. Yeah, we didn't have Sydney as our, uh, our problem catcher. Our listener. I would like to highlight, though, that um, I still think the Patriots are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were clearly cheating. Yeah, we talked a lot about football yeah. in this one. <laughs> We did talk a lot. Of, we talked more about football than tabletop it role playing games. Gate. It's it's such a uh, how we've changed. Well, it's funny because doesn't no. even watch football anymore. <laughs> well, I feel like that you know just to get really really meta. Like I was interested to hear from you guys, like if the notoriety aspect of having this podcast in the board gaming world has increased because I remember going to conventions and like us just chatting and people would like hear our voices and turn around and be like, Oh, I listened to your show. Um, and I wonder if since you guys do dice tower news and everything, and it's been going so long, has that increased? Have you got any more stories where people recognize you or something along those lines? I would say at conventions, pretty much every convention we go to now, someone will come up to us. And, um, sometimes it's just like kind of coordinating. But really what it is, is we've made friends with a lot of the listeners. Yeah. So it's like, I look forward to going to these conventions, you know, back in the before times, because you would get to see people <laughs> that you know are listeners, but you you don't get to interact with on a regular basis. And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to add in the live recording um, stuff so that people could come on. Yeah. And and now we have like conversations. So, so cool. it's almost like we're not being recognized by random listeners. It's like, oh, we have these friends that, you know, we can now talk back to as opposed to just talking at. Yeah, yeah it's been really cool the way um with 
you know, doing this on the internet live, we can get people from all over. We have people on the West Coast. Miles has been joining us from Australia on his lunch break when we record in the evenings, which is just so awesome. And um, being able to make those personal connections is super cool. But this is all just Chris's way of saying we're not actually that much more popular than we were back then. <laughs> we do have about a thousand <laughs> times more downloads than we did in episode four. <laughs> Wait, no, not a thousand. Hundred? No, a thousand. A thousand? No, two zeros. We have a lot more downloads than we used to have. <laughs> at least double. <laughs> at least double. We're probably up to a, we're at 30, 38 or 39, something like that. It's pretty good. That's funny because actually, yeah, you must have tons of people joining when you do the live thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Hmm. Well, not tons. We've had several. <laughs> Ex- Severals. <laughs> Especially when we give away stuff if you're in the audience. Mm-hmm. Then it then it's good stuff. Um, speaking of which, because we are like smack dab, well, we're at the start of our combined vacation, mid-season break type of thing. Um, so I'm going to tease out episode 201 that we're going to have some pretty um, pretty cool reasons why you should join us live on that one. So. That's Ooh. it. That's all I'm leaving for the tease. Um, anything Anything else on this episode we want to talk about? Um, I no longer use Facebook, but Sydney still pays attention to the Facebook page. If, so <laughs> when we highlighted how great I am at Facebook, I'm not anymore. Oh, and speaking of your social <laughs> media, there. your social media <laughs> handle is no longer kitten now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm lawful good mom, yep. which I couldn't have been then because I was not a mom. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I also said I have so much hair, and I have only grown my hair since then. <laughs> I've got like six more inches of hair than I did when I said I have so much hair. <laughs> well, we are in a pandemic right now, so <laughs> you can't get it cut. I'm still a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a fan of uh, psychological warfare that tends to like you know fall into the meta uh, description. But I just love meta in general, and I, I kind of want to congratulate you, Chris particularly for almost like metering the podcast world by like, you know, getting <laughs> to know Tom Bassel over the years and going to so many conventions and really like, you know, climbing that podcast ladder. Somehow you did it. Well, you got to play the meta game when you're, you know, trying to, I don't know, do meta things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and this honestly, A, thanks. Um, B, it's it's easy when it's fun, right? Like it's... yeah. It's cool to be a part of this community. And it's not just the other personalities and stuff like that. It's everyone that's involved in this community. The more that you can engage with it, the more you get out of it. So I just think that's, it's a lot of fun and it's yeah. easy to do because it's fun to do. So, all right. Now, Josh, we scolded you for the names last week. So this <laughs> week, we're going to do Patreon names and you're going to do every single one of them correctly. Wow. I don't know about that, but I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. So let's give this a go. Finally, a huge thank you to our patrons. Adam Harrison, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, Terrence Miltner, Stephen Seitz, Brian Arnold, Sean P. Kelly, C. Marie, Rudy Rudy Lou, Benjamin Heimowitz, Jerry Huang, Caliber Brian, Jennifer Elendelbrick, Justin Willard, Christopher Dong, Jason Marks, Jeremy Fisher, David Radke, Nick Quickshot, David Sellers, Jason Rodney, Michael Yanagowski, Miles Clark, Cindy Lum, Phil Schwarzwald, Anne Reynolds, Eric Hoffman, Adrian Dong, Faz Flintham, Sean Peck, Eric Salander, Mike Smith, Joe Hoover, Glenn Cotter, Dan Don, Jill Strap, <laughs> Stephen Judd, Leanne Verhelst, Christopher Letko, John Lewis, Joe Rackstad, Jaron Nelson, 
Sahara Wentworth, Weatherman Keith, Nicholas Lott, Agnes Toth, Paul Raymer, Jimothy, Matthew Droke, Aaron Moore, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, David Rank, Sam Lacett-Brown, and Christopher Comstock. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, I think that was worse. (laughs) (laughs) 